Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is Sam Alexander with the news. In weather, record snowfall has many listeners reporting being snowed in until conditions improve. Tonight's forecast? A silent night. A silence so deafening, you'll internally beg for sound. Any sound to penetrate the auditory void you found yourself in. Tomorrow, sunny, with presents. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King book club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Khan. Hey, everybody. And Benjamin Graham. Merry holidays, constant readers. And today we are having our annual Merry Dairy Christmas. And like we do every year, Josh is cheating. <laughs> because he gets to organize this and uh, decide how to torture us and... He gets all the knowledge. Take it away, Josh. <laughs> I feel like I, I resent cheating as part of what I do. More like facilitating huh. is what I'm doing. Uh, so just to reiterate for all of our listeners, uh, we're sticking to, unless the question specifically mentions it, to the books and things that we've covered this year. Because of the world we live in, that list is much shorter than it was last year. So for this year's episode, we are covering Firestarter, Outsider, Kingdom Hospital, Tommy Knockers, The Colorado Kid, and Needful Things. Okay. <laughs> I, remember, I remember most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, kick things off with the, the first question every year. You're drawing the three. Which three do you draw from these books? I love this matter? goddamn question. <laughs> I could discuss this this question we could branch out into anything like i would love to have a whole hour of us being like okay what characters from sex in the city are you drawing for your three yeah oh my god uh, or since i've never seen sex in the city i might as well the gilmore girls of course gilmore girls. of course <laughs> uh not lorelei oh god no are you kidding me miranda steve harry <laughs> That's your three. Mm. Sex um, in the City. <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, Kirk. Also, I just realized... You can do anything. I just realized how often it is that Ben and CM, you guys are on the opposite sides and I'm the bridge between you two. I just realized that I'm the bridge to CM with Sex in the City and the bridge to you with Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's important I, that we all have our specialties. <laughs> all right. Who wants to go first? It doesn't matter. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, let's see. I mean... Well, I definitely have like the first pick I feel like is almost cheating because none of the gunslingers have magical powers, <laughs> but anyone that doesn't choose Charlie, wh why wouldn't you? <laughs> she can explode an entire complex in matter of seconds. Like you put her in the middle of, the the breakers and the cam toy yeah. don't stand a fucking <laughs> chance but you run the risk because she's uh, it, her power is emotional like it could get real out of control real fast 
well, I mean, all of the the draw three. I mean, Eddie is uh, starts out as a drug addict. He's pretty emotional. This is true. And <laughs> Detta <laughs> is Detta. Yeah. So like, don't try to talk him out of it, man. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, uh, Charlie as the the opposite alternate level. Uh, Jake would yeah. be an awesome, yeah. awesome book. Let's see. Oh, uh, I mean, Alan Pangborn. Alan Pangborn is a is pick. easy, yeah. uh, easy pick. Uh, he has Roland's quick hands, mm-hmm. like the the sleight of hand that Roland can do. Uh, Alan could handle a six shooter, no problem. Absolutely. I hate to steal one from your list, Josh, before you get a chance. <laughs> but the the hovering Coke machine, I think, would be <laughs> a pretty good. Yes. A pretty good addition to the team. I regret that that was not on my list. (laughs) I love that. All right, CM, your three. Well, I was going to pick Charlie, but in an effort to not do the same thing that Ben did, I'm going to now go with Andy instead. Okay. Because otherwise it would have to be Rainbird. (laughs) I mean... You did put George Stark on your first team. That's a good point. Yeah, but George never had a weird moment with a little girl. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I would do Andy because I think his powers would be useful. And I feel like he is crippled in a way similar. Well, not quite similar, but uh, adjacent to how Eddie was with his drugs when mm-hmm. he first came in. So maybe there'd be a cool character arc for him. Then I would go with Holly from The Outsider. Great. Because even though there's so much of her that I am missing and I'm not aware of, the the little I got of her, I sense that she has that kind of heart and beauty of soul that would mm-hmm. be perfect for this journey. And the fact that uh, when confronted with a literal monster, her immediate instinct is brain it with a sock full of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking gunslinger. They're man. ball bearings. <laughs> ball bearings, yeah, that's right. And then I would pick for my final, Dr. Hook. Because something we never have on the team are doctors. And look at how many injuries we get. (laughs) I don't even want to deal with a world where I have to do surgery on myself or one of you has to do it. (laughs) That's fair. I I don't know who that character is. Kingdom Hospital. It was Andrew McCarthy. Who is that? From Kingdom Hospital. Kingdom what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ben Ben wasn't there for most of (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah, for a great deal of Kingdom Hospital. Ben was uh, on a hiatus. Okay, so my my drawing of the three, you guys, this is the first year you guys have actually taken a lot of, because I have more time to prepare, so I usually have like six or seven, because <laughs> as you guys do them, I take them off my list. You guys kind of cleared out my list this wow. year, which is awesome. My list for my drawing, uh, Ralph Anderson from The Outsider, mm-hmm. as I, I believe I said it in our Outsider episode that I think Ralph and Pangborn are basically twinners. Yeah. I don't know. Ralph would spend so much time being like, man, this magical world, does it, I don't think, I don't <laughs> no. think that person can really have a crow's but would head. But he, would he now though? Because he's had his dark half experience. Yeah. That's, okay, post the outside. Post yeah. the outside. Okay, for that sure. makes sense. Uh, you know, just tell, he's searching for his long lost love, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then my second pick is Ruth McCausland. From the Tommy Knockers, because mm, she's a gunslinger yeah. for sure. 
And then my final pick, going back to Kingdom Hospital, uh, Anubis. Oh, dang. Yeah. I didn't even think of him. I was just thinking of <laughs> someone tending to my wounds. But I would for sure get... I'm yeah. going to get hurt on this. The, right. I'm going to bring the God of Death <laughs> oh, as one shit. of my three. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. We're just going to keep moving along. I love this question. I've been wanting to ask you guys this question since we covered the book. You've been injected with lot six. What power do you get? I can fly. That, wow. All right. That was very fast. Yeah. And I didn't want anybody else to take it. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was a thing that could happen. <laughs> Well, fly. I think a lot of people yeah, think like fly. Yeah, a, a very, a very common answer. That it, makes sense. It's, it's. Oh God, you guys, imagine if you could just go outside and take off into the air, and you could fly anywhere, and you could fly around mountains and over water, and just fucking fly. See, here's the thing, though, is I feel like a Firestarter. The powers were. I guess. Do you want I it to be less like superhero? And well, more no, I'm just saying like how based in the real world <laughs> is this situation? Because the thing about like flight, if you could like fly like Superman, if if you flew the speed of even an airplane, your skin would just get all ripped off. <laughs> yeah, you'd be limited by the ability of your physical body. And you'd sure. have to work for it. Flying would be like exercise. The best wait, wait, exercise. You, you, our audience can't <laughs> well, see no, this. That's not how I would do it. But that you was just, just flapped your arms <laughs> like a bird. No, well, and so uh, I have to imagine that is you, instead of flying horizontal like Superman, you fly vertically. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm squeaking the chair and I'm trying to. <laughs> I'd like to imagine, uh, we haven't covered this, it's a Joe Hill short story where uh, a character realizes that he can fly, but only if he is in a seated position <laughs> and only at like five miles per hour. <laughs> That's amazing. I would amazing. still take it. I would take any doofy flying shit. <laughs> That's... That's outstanding. Do you, do you want me to pick like a more psychological? No, role? no, no, okay. no. That's a good one. I fantasize about having superpowers frequently, like sure. any well-adjusted 30-year-old man Same. would. <laughs> and I know exactly, exactly. I think a good superpower should be able to be simplified down to a single word. And you get it. Flight. I know what that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, strength. Speed, lasers, I guess. <laughs> if I had to choose one word and that is my power, no question, luck. Man, I was so scared this was a bit and I was like, what is he going to say? <laughs> so one power, <laughs> dong. No, it's not a bit. Yeah. No, luck yeah. is yeah. the best superpower. One of my favorite X-Men is this lady named Domino and yeah. her power is luck. And it's just whatever she tries goes her way. Dang it. How good is that? You're <gasps> having a rough day. You just go to the gas station and be like, I'd take a scratch ticket. Boom. A bunch of money. Right. <laughs> oh, I changed my answer. I'm going to copy Ben. I'm going to do luck. And then I'm going to try to fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's, I don't here's think that's messed up. up. <laughs> so it, it'd be like, if you attempt to fly, it would be like you jump off a building, 
but then it happens to be Thanksgiving and it's the Macy's Day Parade and you land on a float <laughs> and land to safety. Like, you just don't die is the yeah, lucky part. Yeah, it's not like Hitchhiker's Guide where the secret of flight is throwing yourself at the ground and missing. Like... <laughs> you, you guys, for one beautiful moment before I hit that float, baby, I would soar. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. As you jump off a building, flapping your arms wildly. <laughs> okay, that was... No, that, never mind. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I, I love that pick because it, I was just having this conversation the other day about superpowers because I'm also a well-adjusted 30-year-old man and had the discussion... I don't know if I've even talked to you about this, Ben, that there are theories that the Joker, who's known for not having any superpowers... His power is infinite probability. Hmm. He doesn't actually calculate it. He just, his brain has infinite probability, which is why, you know, he pulls off these elaborate things and Batman stops him. But, oh, he just happened to be wearing a, a parachute that was in his shoe and was thrown off a building <laughs> head first so the parachute could take him to safety. Shit like that. Like, it makes all of his crazy escapes and hijinks. Right. Makes sense. Because he just knew that's what was going to happen. Well, it just, Like the it, movie it, Next, starring Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god. So your superpower that you're choosing is the movie Next with Nick Cage, oh right? Oh god, no thank you. That movie made me so angry. <laughs> Except for the scene when he's running through the trees and gets shot a bunch. Like, that scene's really cool. No, um, I, I'm going to pick what I thought actually you were going to pick, Ben. Uh, I would pick to be dim. God, that is a good power, though. I don't like... I've never liked invisibility mm -hmm. as a concept because I think it's... I don't know. It just feels... First of all, it's kind of creepy. Well, it, well, I mean, it, dim isn't any better. <laughs> well, it, it just... It, invisibility... Well, invisibility feels like a superpower. For some reason, the idea of just being dim feels more... Uh, supernatural and I think it has like a, just a cooler I like the idea of being able to just suddenly at any time go unnoticed as opposed to like we're sitting at the table we're sitting here talking mm. and I just vanish that's jarring yeah being dim is like slowly fading away you just stop being noticed that's yeah, no, like I, the Irish exit yeah, yeah. it's uh CM and I get go off on a tangent and then <laughs> don't realize that you're just not here anymore right. Um, and I've gone to get a snack and and uh, oh boy get ready for a Christine episode <laughs> <laughs> here's why luck is better <laughs> luck is a great path it's like you don't need to be dim you can just be like I want to be in area 51 now and you just walk in and then you Naruto and run either, <laughs> yeah someone the guards are not just don't notice you or you get caught, but then they're like, you're the chosen one. <laughs> you have to go to space now. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, all right. It seems like a lot of responsibility being the chosen one and all. Well, if you're lucky, you don't have to do anything. Uh, see? Oh, oh you got me. No, that's dynamite. All right, guys, it's time for one of my favorite games. The rounds of Would You Rather. Mm. So we're going to start things easy. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Ben first on this one. All right. Would you rather work for the shop or Leland Gaunt? Oh boy. That's tough. Yeah. That's a very, very hard question. 
First thoughts. Leland Gaunt, you are going to die and probably go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't quit. Yeah. More than likely, you are going to die within a week because he doesn't stick around long enough and he doesn't seem like the kind of person to keep a Renfield around, you know? (laughs) You're not going to end up being his, uh, the Bartlett to oh. Striker. Uh, yeah, Barlow and Striker. Yeah. Barlow. My bad. Bartlett. No, yeah, you're not going to be pre- his president <laughs> oh Bartlett. God. Hold you. on, hold on. The the actual makeup of the vampire in the movie, the name of that is Bartlett. <laughs> Wait, what? That's... <laughs> Okay, he's Barlow in the book, but yes. when he looks doofy, he's, he's Bartlett. Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different character. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> That's not great. Uh, yeah. I don't like the idea of being weird human skull in a briefcase. Sure. Um, working for the shop, that's a career, you know? The problem is you're still going to go to hell because the evil is <laughs> shit. And my severe anti-government beliefs are really uh, pushing against that. I guess I'd have to go with the shop in the hopes that I could somehow sabotage it from the inside. Because mm-hmm. remember Rainbird like just hacks into their computer system like it was nothing. Yeah. It seems like they're not super on the ball. <laughs> so I feel like I could do something to bring them down from within. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, not get eaten by the devil or something. Yeah. Sam? Oh, yeah. I say the shop, too. My hope would be that I could retire without incident. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just want to be a stooge. Are you, you're like you're the front desk lady with the gun in her drawer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I get away before everything goes to hell, and uh, I know some things. And maybe, like I, whenever possible, was super nice to all the prisoners. So if I run <laughs> into one of them later, I can be like, "Oh man, I'm so glad that you got out." And they can be like, "You're always nice to me. Not going to kill you." And then maybe we could team up and have adventures. That's how my career goes. Can't poke a hole in that logic. (laughs) There's really just, it comes down to, there's no plus side to working for Leland Gaunt. The shop, you at least probably get a 401k. Leland will hurt you and fart on you and... Wait, what now? He really likes stink bombs. And I just feel like (laughs) if you worked for him, every time he walked by you, part of his like evil presence thing would just be that he farts. And it's really bad. Interesting. Do, interesting. Do you think the stink bombs from Needful Things are <laughs> Leland Gaunt's farts? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's no, discuss an- this further. Answer the question. I wouldn't put it past him. He's just a box of his farts on a timer. The, the, the fact that there was not a scene in that book. <laughs> or the movie where Max von Sydow is just squatting over a weird box for a while and just like... Well, there is an hour-long version. <laughs> That's right. We haven't uh, seen. Uh, so here's why I'd work for Leland Gaunt. Of course you would. <laughs> I, I, I love chaos. And I feel like if if I was, uh, you know, the Needful Things assistant manager, because uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> wow, my title. Wow, you've already... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not a... I'm not a... I'm not Nace Merrill. I'm mm-hmm. not a go-between. I'm not a, a lackey. I'm, I show management potential. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, he, I, I can I tell that eternity is just wasted on him, kind of. And if, like, I was the guy who pitched stink bombs, 
I bet he would at least take me to the next town or two. Oh, you'd be like, dude, I notice every time you pass me, you fart. You should box that. <laughs> no, like, I feel like I, I, I want, uh, I, I, I'd do the internship, you know, I, I'd go with him and just watch him work. And then hopefully the next town I could be like, as we go through the list of all the people that would take the town to fall apart, then, you know, when I felt comfortable throwing in some pitches and just really, really rise the ranks. Ben. So are Okay, hold on. Uh, yes. I hope you agree with me that Josh's plan is so flawed. I no, I, I want to get... Everyone has to retire someday, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to get this straight. That, yeah. And sorry for relating everything back to comic books and nonsense. <laughs> You're trying to turn Leland Gaunt into a Mr. Mitzisplitlick? Or mix, mix, Mr. Mixelplick? <laughs> What? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What Let happening. me explain. <laughs> it's going to be hard because I cannot pronounce this character's <laughs> name. And that's kind of the point. It's all consonants. Yeah. It's a, uh, do you know yeah. what the character I'm talking about? He's a Superman quote unquote villain, but really in like the golden age or silver age or whatever, he was just this little imp from another dimension that would pop up and pull pranks. Hmm. And he was just like a little... Uh, annoying fairy man that would just fuck with Superman. And he had a little purple suit and a tiny bowler hat. And it was, <laughs> he's great. But there's a one storyline called Whatever Happened to the World Tomorrow that is canonically, or at least used to be, the final Superman comic. It was the end okay. of Superman's story. Oh. Written by Alan Moore. Ooh. And all of uh, Superman's villains start being murdered. And up to this point in Superman comics, just people didn't die. And so Superman is like, what the hell is going on? And he's trying to solve this mystery and he's going around and all this is happening. And the twist at the end is that Mr. Mick is an immortal being from another dimension. And when he first came into being, he was benevolent. And he would occasionally come to our reality and do good things because he had reality warping powers and he could do whatever he wanted. But then after millennia, he got bored of that. So he decided to be a trickster. And he spent millennia doing that and just fucking with people because it was fun. And then he got bored of that. So now he decides he's going to be the destroyer. And uh, he's just going to be pure evil because he's bored. So you want to turn Gaunt into a reverse <laughs> Mitzisplitlick. Uh, well, I'm saying I want that to be my career path. Okay. <laughs> you want to be like, yeah, you, you're bored of evil. What if we, uh, what if we mixed it up? Mixed it up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, like what if we, uh, what if we really built this place up? But pranked for the sake of pranking. Right, yeah. So like, just like for funsies. Ben and I were bothered by all the bad things we'd have to do no matter what. And Josh, you're like, what's the maximum damage? Yeah, like I'm <laughs> I'm willing I'm willing to get my hands dirty on a town or two just to to get make sure get your foot in the door. Yeah, I've got to show that I'm on the right track, that I'm thinking things through. <laughs> and then eventually, like I said, he retires. I take over and then I get eternity and a uh, valise. <laughs> <laughs> forgot how important that was to you. <laughs> <laughs> Valises are very important to me. All right, we have a listener submitted Would You Rather from Michelle McShane. She asks, and we're going to go to CM first, 
CM, would you rather be stuck sitting in a bar for three hours next to a drunk guard or a drunk Jack Haskins and his moderate you know what? <laughs> the really Oh God. <laughs> oh, Michelle. <laughs> guard, for sure. Because Jack is is despicable and disgusting on this level that I don't think I can tolerate, especially not for three hours. And guard, I would just not say anything to him except to agree with whatever he said. <laughs> and then I would just watch him go nuts on somebody in the bar. That would be it. Fair enough. Ben? Yeah, that's that's an e- way easier question than the last one. Uh, guard, I mean... He's an unstable, insufferable jackass. But yeah, at least he's not repugnant. (laughs) (laughs) What would you talk to him about, either of you? Poetry. All right. I mean, I'd be interested to just hear his thoughts. I don't know. Nuclear energy. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why I'd hang out with Jack Hoskins. Oh, no. Josh, you're really CMing this. (laughs) Uh, because it specifically mentions his moderate, you know what, which tells me the three out the three hours we're spending is at gentlemen, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I could spend three hours in gentlemen, please. That's. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> All right, we have uh one more. Would you rather, Ben? We're gonna go back to you. Would you rather? Tap into Tommyknocker technology to build any invention, but suffer some of the consequences of becoming, or be framed by an outsider for an embarrassing crime you didn't commit, but everyone believes you did. Wait, embarrassing or horrific? Embarrassing. Oh. I brought it down. Yeah, I was going to say, because those are both bad. No, I I feel like we should make it horrific. (laughs) God. I don't know what an embarrassing crime is, like, caught jacking off at Gentlemen Please, I guess. (laughs) Caught with Jack Hoskins at Gentlemen Please. If we want to, I mean, we can go all the way on this, if you'd rather, so. I'd rather (laughs) go all the way. What? Make it harder. Nope. Nope. The the Tommy knockers, because I would rather not a child be killed. Um... (laughs) Yeah, uh, the the implications of the outsider is bad. Right. Um, well, and that's why, like, uh, with embarrassing crime, I would be like, hey, I heard Ben tried to fuck a cactus. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, but like one everybody... of those stories you hear every once in a while of, like, a guy caught on his patio trying to fuck the hole an umbrella goes in. <laughs> exactly. In one of those tables. Yeah, you... that level of embarrassing where it's like, oh, but there's there's. There's evidence you did it. People you saw guys it. are <laughs> ignoring the most important part about the outsiders frame jobs. And that is that with the exception of our, our one character in our book, everybody he frames dies. That is true. The mm-hmm. Tommy knockers, you may become and you would die. <laughs> well, no, I guess in the, movie, in the movie you would die in the book and let's go book, obviously you would just become something else. So I'd, or guard or a guard-like person would thwart that and you would be okay. Like, or Holly would rescue you with Ralph. So either way, you kind of, you got to roll the dice, but I'd rather become than die. (laughs) That's fair. And I'd get to go out in space. 
That would be so cool. Maybe. Well, well we, they, we I'd discussed... either live or I'd become and go to space. Or you'd do what happened to some of those other planets where you became and then everyone killed each other. Okay, so if the end result is the same, you're going to either die or something horrible is going to happen to you. You got to look at the benefits. There's no benefit in the outsider side. On the Tommyknocker side, you get to cure cancer or something. <laughs> yeah, make you get to stuff. make a crazy laser beam. At least you get to... Be creative. Uh, yeah, Be you, get, creative. you get a creative outlet yeah. for a while. Otherwise, you're just sitting in jail, feeling sad. <laughs> yeah. And you die. For sure. All right. Yeah, Tommy Knox. So we're all, all be, we're all becoming. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, we all landed on the same one on nice. this one. Nice. I knew we'd get there eventually. <laughs> all right. Up next, Gerard Hazelwood, uh, he gave us the option last year, if you remember, that we had to give a gift to someone we hated. This year, he has assigned us Secret Santas to give gifts to... And specifically wanted me to remind CM, a bullet to the head is not a gift. Oh, wait, I get the reminder? Yes! Oh, what did he pick for me? Do you remember what he picked last year? He picked a La- Norman or... Um... Well, it was a character you hated. You picked Norman oh. and picked a bullet to the head. And I... Oh, what a creative gift. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, CM, we're going to go to you first. So your secret Santa that you're getting a present for, you are buying a present for Charlie... And for Bill Samuels. Bill Samuels. The lawyer the DA. from, uh, yeah, the DA from The shitty Outsider. DA. Oh. Fucking alfalfa. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's go Bill first. I would get him a desk calendar. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would it have on it? What, like, they the have themes. First what thing theme? I saw. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't even care. It's I wouldn't even put any thought into that. The A desk calendar says... Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a solid fuck you gift. Yeah. Yeah. And then for Charlie, I would get her some mace and a book about strangers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, you are buying gifts for Dr. Brenda Abelson from Kingdom Hospital and Sissy from the Tommyknockers. Okay, so I have no idea who Dr. Brenda is. Uh, is she the one with the creepy, that made the googly eyes at the bad doctor? Yep. Oh, but uh, Ben, it gets so much better. She has dirigible breasts. What? He, he didn't see her well, yeah, I know he didn't. That's why I chose that oh. phrase. I, that's <laughs> upsetting. Uh, she also um, does baby talk with Stegman. She oh, calls no. him Steggy and he calls her mama. Oh, no. And then at the end, though, she pulls us back onto her side because she flips the fuck out like crazy. She claws his face. And she shoots, she shoots a bunch of rats. Which I which didn't Which made like, Sam excited. But... What? So now now you know everything you need to that's know all about the, That's all the info you're getting about and, her. And he, she deserves Kingdom her Hospital moment. is so much better when it's described vaguely. <laughs> so, okay, her and who? And, Sissy oh, from, yeah, yeah from, uh, from Tommyknockers. Oh, well, she already has a big knobbly vibrator, so what a, <laughs> What else could you get her? The woman who has everything. <laughs> <laughs> ah, probably some, like, CBD oil. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Yep. Good one. For the other one, I guess a latex cat suit, because she sounds freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's perfect, yeah, man. Yeah, she'd be into it. Yeah. My two... Uh, I was given Ruth Merrill and Wilma Jerzyk. 
So because it specifically says Ruth Merrill and not Ruth McCausland, it must be from the Tommyknockers movie. So I (laughs) I would get her a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) i have to go to youtube and look up that effect (laughs) i have to watch it i'll save it for after the podcast (laughs) so bad and i would get uh will majerzik windows (laughs) i'd buy her a new set of windows Or a Xanax Xanax prescription. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's what she needs. (laughs) She can share that CBD oil. (laughs) Right. I'd get her brown sheets. I'd get her sissy's (laughs) giant vibrator. Yeah. (laughs) God. Oh, okay. So when we covered the Colorado kid, we talked a lot about other unsolved mysteries. So if you could solve one unsolved mystery that's not fish related, CM, what mystery would you solve? Okay, the, this is knee jerk. So I don't know. Maybe if I thought about it more, I'd have a different answer. But I'm going to say, since I can't pick the fish, <laughs> which I would have picked. Although after I say what I'm going to say, it's like, wow, you're selfish. <laughs> uh, Jean Benet Ramsey. Poor little girl. Yeah. Like, just her spirit and memory deserve justice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer and a huge bummer. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> Same for me? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sam's fish. <laughs> no. I don't Back care off. about your fish. Really remember it. When? What book was that? <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, the first thing that springs to mind is uh of course db cooper because uh db cooper is super fascinating to me and uh they just released a documentary about db cooper on hbo max that i've been waiting to watch but also that's like what do you get you like you you figure it out and you're like yeah he just died when you jump out of the plane okay cool that's boring so I'm actually going to jump out with like money and stuff. Like you yeah. could probably find the money. Then I'd have you to go back where. to the bank or whatever you stole it from. Uh, it, you don't have to tell anybody where you found it. Well, then what's the point of solving the mystery? The money. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm actually going to semi cheat because uh, my answer is something I was literally reading about today. Only kind of a mystery. I would uh, choose the Hopskinville Goblin Encounter. I don't know what that is. It is one of my favorite things. This was in 1955 in Hopskinville, Kentucky. There was a family of hill people and a couple carnies that were just there, I guess. Okay. Sounds like a joke. Uh, Yeah. uh, A bunch of hill people and a couple carnies get into a gunfight with some goblins. (laughs) Uh, in the middle of the night, run into the police station of Hopskinville and say, the aliens. <laughs> and the police are like, what now? <laughs> and they take the police back to their house and there is an evidence of a gunfight. And the story is this. They were all hanging out in their cabin or whatever. And a bunch of these little three feet tall humanoids with big glowing eyes attacked their cabin. Just like 15 of these little, little motherfuckers peeking in the windows, peeking in the doors. Mm. 
And this family and Carney's fought them off with shotguns. Awesome. The next day, a bunch of people came back and the family had just left town because they said that after they'd gotten the police and the police are like, I don't know what you what what do you want us to do here that they had come back. And so they just fled town. The reason this is kind of cheating is it's owls. What? <laughs> it's um, it, they were all drunk because they were hill people and carnies. Sure, yeah, that's right. And um, barn owls were known to live near their cabin. So they got into a gunfight with barn owls. Holy so shit! When they saw a bunch of barn owls out oh their God. windows, they flipped out and yelled goblins <laughs> and started shooting at them. What kinds of guns were the owls using? <laughs> it was a very one-sided gunfight. Oh, damn. Wow. So yeah, I this is something I have to get to the bottom of. Sure. So you would want to know beat by beat just really what went down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can can I guess yours? Yeah. Jack the Ripper. Holy shit, that's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> that, a good it's a good one. I it's I've been fascinated by it for like my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I would love to just know, even if I never told anybody. So maybe I do know. And I'm oh. not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, it was you. Ah! Mystery solved. <laughs> it was during my Leland Gunn internship. Oh, jeez. Uh, our next question. The spirits of Kingdom Hospital allow you to turn back time. Would you change any event from your life or someone else's life? If so, what event would you change? Okay, so I missed the... Oh, the end of Kingdom Hospital, they go back in time. And they of undo, they they undo a, a tragic accident. Sure, of course they do. Also, the Red Sox win the World Series. Important. <laughs> Does it just change events inside the hospital? No, it affects oh, okay. everything. The universe, possibly. Yeah. Uh, see, I just think that's so selfish. I I wouldn't want to do something that affected the whole universe in a way that I would never be certain of the ramifications. Yeah. It's not a book that we've read on the podcast yet, but like, uh, 11, God, I can never 11, remember. 22, 63. Thank you. Uh, not a history buff folks. Um, <laughs> is a real good example of why I'm, I've always been super wary of fucking around in the past. In Star Trek. A lot yeah. of time violations there that they have to fix. <laughs> but then again, it's if you chose something small enough, maybe I feel like if Jake was that his name, mm-hmm. if he had just stuck with saving that janitor from his dad. <laughs> yeah. Then things couldn't have turned out that bad. I don't uh, know, though. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not a fun <laughs> answer. You, but are you also a no? I. I don't think I could. Because that's amazing. Because I I said no thinking neither of you would say we okay. oh, That's insane. <laughs> For the sake of uh, of podcasting and yeah. having fun, uh, I'll say yes. What would it be? I. It's really hard. <laughs> I, I think it's okay if we all say no, though. I mean, that's a... It's just funny that we all have this. We we all have the same the same fear. trepidation. Yeah, if if anything, this was a good way to discover we're all terrified. Of time <laughs> um, that that just blows. I was not expecting. We were all deeply affected by the Ashton Kutcher vehicle butterfly effect. 
<laughs> I would go back and make the butterfly effect not get made. <laughs> that is what my power I'd would go be. back and make sure that the oh. dumb alternate ending got shown in theaters. I'd go yeah. back and steal Ashton Kutcher's career. How? What? I'd go, I'd find out what auditions he went to and when, and then I'd make sure he didn't show up, but I did. But I'd watch his audition reel before I went okay, back. Okay, this is off so the rails. Really and have uh, extensive plastic surgery it's, to look it's exactly about, it's like. It's all about the charisma. I would wear Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> face. I would go back in time to wear Ashton Kutcher's face. We need to move on so hard. Right. This is just terrifying. This is nonsense. <laughs> all right. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a fun game, I think. We'll find out. So it's a two-parter, but I'm only going to give you part one. So uh, I'm going to go to to Ben. I'm going to go to you first. You've walked into Needful Things, and there's one item that catches your eye. What is the thing? Not what it does, but what is it? Ah, damn it. (laughs) Because I was just going to be like, I don't know, a piece of paper that gives me a big old hog. I don't know. (laughs) Something funny, at least. Okay, a single thing. What is something, a thing? Thing this like amazing cool that I have thing. always wanted. I would have to say a signed copy of Moon Colony Bloodbath, an EP by my favorite band, the Mountain Goats. Listen to the Mountain Goats, everyone. <laughs> that is a rock opera kind of that tells a story of how uh, this guy who works at a secret installation on the moon that harvests people's organs anyway it's incredibly rare right, they yeah. only printed like a thousand copies or something it's it's incredibly incredibly rare and uh anytime a copy shows up on discog or something it is like a couple thousand dollars okay now cm part two what happens when oh. ben plays this record or when he holds it. I don't know if he'd play it. Would you play it? Oh, yeah, I think it? I'd yeah. have to. So what happens when Ben plays that record? Sorry, I was just like trying to figure out what item I was going to pick. <laughs> and okay. Yeah, try listening. Ben... <laughs> 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 Jesus. Play my game scene. <laughs> I was also listening. That was... Damn. <laughs> that was aggressive. It was. Very aggressive. <laughs> okay, Ben, when you... When you put the record on, when you go to listen to it, girl played my favorite song. It is. I go on, put my let my hair. <laughs> it is country Christian music. Well, little oh. do you know. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the Mountain Goats have been called a uh, country Christian band for people that do not like country or Christian That's music. That's hilarious. Uh, ben. Yeah. I have to confess something to you. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed the mountain goats that I've listened to. That is completely <laughs> fair. No, that is they are not for everyone. Okay, it would it would be something Have you tried being sadder? Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. When you Okay, this is a sound that it would make. Okay, so the music the music's all correct, but all of the singing <laughs> Little do you know. Uh, mountain goats vocals are just no, like that no my favorite part of uh, the mountain goats is their lo-fi era in which uh tape hiss is a large part so that sound is very soothing to me okay well when you put the record on girl play my favorite song yeah i go on let my hair down 
Also, usually it's, it's something good that happens when they use it. All of yours have been just oh, nightmarish. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, you would be transported to a concert and you would be the only one there except for all your favorite friends and family around you. And the concert would just be for you. Hell yeah. Nice. Now we're talking. All right, now there's but a But then sec- all my like hair would fall out or there's, something. <laughs> there's a secret part three. Oh no. And so oh, no. now I'm gonna take part three. And part three is what the item actually is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is I thought it would, I had more time to think about this. Uh you, you had a lot. I, I did, you and then I riffing for I, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh when when other people see your record. Uh, I don't remember the name of the band, but it's just, uh, oh, it's Chumbawamba's single uh, Tub Thumper is what people see. You have an autographed Chumbawamba album. Well, little do you know, (laughs) John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats was the lead singer of Chumbawamba in the 90s. And this has been Two Truths and a Lie with Mountain Goats Edition. All right. So that is, that is the, the three-part rotation this goes Okay, in. So now, I like this game. Now, CM, what is your needful thing? Mine is a one... Because Ben took signed book, or signed book. <laughs> he took something signed, and I was mm-hmm. going to do signed book. And I want to kind of deviate now. A one-six scale articulated figure of data from Star Trek TNG. It looks like my Picard, but it's mm-hmm. data, and they haven't made it yet. And I oh. want them to. Ah, uh, that's actually really cool. Thanks. Like a prototype action figure like mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in the public. Yep. Cool as hell. Yeah. Hmm. And a tiny Brett Spinner that <laughs> lives yeah, in your house. Right? <laughs> I have Jean-Luc. And uh, whenever you hold this data doll, that's not a sorry, doll, Josh. A, this you. data collectible replica, Thank you. Uh, it gives you a, not, not encyclopedic, a 100% perfect recall of any and all Star Trek episodes, moments that it just, any moment you want to experience, it's it's right there. An ability CM already has. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, like what that. is it really? Uh, I, I'm excited because it's, it's not <laughs> oh, no. it's not a figurine <laughs> of, uh, is it Brett Spiner? Spiner, yeah. 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 It's okay. not a figurine of Brett Brent Spiner as Data. It's a figurine of Brent Spiner as President John Adams in his uh, stint in the Broadway re- uh, recreation of 1776. <laughs> well, oh my God. Little did you know, <laughs> I already have that action figure. <laughs> That is... He's really good, guys. He can oh sing. Like... He's amazing and everything, God. I feel like. That, that would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be very confusing when it's like, that's in with all your Star Trek collectibles. Star Trek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so that would drive me nuts, actually. Yeah. It has like, a, little, mm. a little pull string in the back that just makes him say, sit down, John. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, because he's John Adams. Why would he say, sit he's down, He's talking John. to himself. Do he's trying mean, to calm himself down. Do we get to ask you your needful thing? Yes. Uh, mine would be uh, like a beautiful, ornate chess set. Ooh. Uh, when you sit down to play it, you are playing against all of the great grandmasters of the past. Your uh, Gary Kasparovs, your Magnus Carlsons, your third chess player. <laughs> <laughs> and Nail you it. win 
<gasps> every time. Oh. But what other people see when they watch you do this, it is still a beautiful, well-crafted, carved chessboard with amazing pieces, but they're all made out of frozen beef. And so as you play them and they start to get warm, they fall apart and then they eventually start to smell really bad and you can't smell it. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I'm worried about your brain, Sam. That was, uh, I'm glad that you made it beef instead of like chicken so I don't get sick. That's like a fucking David Lynch <laughs> short film. Well, it's Christmas. I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Sure, yeah. yeah. All right, it's time for, I know both of your favorite section, the rounds of Mary uh, Fuck Hill. Of course, this is tradition. CM. Uh, why? Your Mary Fuck Kill selection, Dr. Stegman, uh, Rainbird, uh, and Jack Haskins. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I would have to kill Jack because I can't do any of those other things with or to that guy. Yeah. And bad skin. And bad skin. <sighs> He's so gross. He sucks. <laughs> he makes my soul crawl. <laughs> okay, and then I either have to marry or fuck Stegman or... Come on, this is an Stegman easy or choice. Stegman or Rainbird. Okay, I feel like I'm going to have to marry Stegman because he's a, he's a rich doctor. <laughs> and I also think he's into some weird sex stuff that I wouldn't dig. <laughs> Rainbird, I feel like he's probably had one night stands and he probably doesn't kill you most of the time. <laughs> that is fair. Also, are you under the impression that if you're married to him, you don't ever have to have sex with him? I mean, nobody has to have sex with anybody except for in this game. Because fuck, <laughs> because yeah. fuck is an option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm never fucking oh. the ones I choose yeah, to marry. Yeah, it's not that's fair. marry I mean, and ass- fuck, fuck and <laughs> well, kill. I assume that if you're, I mean, you're married to them for the rest of your life, that's the implication. It's so loveless, just, Josh. Oh, uh-huh. all right. No well, one speaking can love Stegman. Loveless, Ben. Oh, that was a You have fucking three... <laughs> Very, you'll see why that this that segue is applicable. Your three are Sissy, Ugh. Wilma Jerzyk, and Lovey Bolton. Who? Claude's mom from The Aww. Outsider. Aww. Yeah, she's who a might, Mary, of course. Who might blow you up <laughs> with her oxygen tank and cigarettes. Yeah, but oh. she's sweet. And you'd have a great stepson. <laughs> a great stepson. <laughs> That's so important to me. <laughs> I've always said I've always said I'm going to marry for love and a great stepson (laughs) okay whatever you guys Uh, okay so sissy and Wilma they seem so similar but they're not true so here's my answer I kill sissy because she is incapable of orgasm. <laughs> so what's the well, point? Maybe you would change uh, that though. Rim, no, she has the, I'm the, not put I'm, <laughs> I'm not risking my ratio. I'm not risking my oh my, my reputation. Oh. Thank you. Oh. On that. You don't want to give someone a grim orgasm. Grim and joyless. <laughs> As she described them. Um, oh my god. Amazing. And Wilma, I will fuck because 
she would she would be so mad at me <laughs> that it would be a turn on <laughs> i don't feel like saying anymore <laughs> she'd be real mad at me you guys <laughs> uh moving on all right uh and his <laughs> <laughs> face is so upset i love christmas i love christmas so much i and i will never know if oh. what i'm imagining is worse oh than reality oh, that's that's the beauty of christmas what a stupid game <laughs> we, we gotta come up with one for you uh, right well, is that how we always do it I, unless i i have another one that was sent to us by listeners that's, oh okay Okay. So I'll take this one. Uh, at Danny Blackfire on Twitter sent in Mary Fuck Kill, Danforth Keaton, Ace Merrill, <laughs> or Leland Gaunt. So I, I got oh. the Needful Things edition. I would I'd, I'd kill Buster. I would kill Buster with a hammer <laughs> yeah, in man. his own garage. I would. I'd fuck Ace Merrill because... Kiefer Sutherland. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ace Merrill fucks. Ace, Ace, Merrill, Ace fucks. Merrill fucks. You would, and I would. I'd marry Leland Gaunt, so I'd finally be a partner in the company. I need to have a great stepson. <laughs> Which is what I've always wanted. I've always I, said I'd get married for business, love, <laughs> and a stepson. I feel like this is all elaborately built upon that one question <laughs> so that you could circle back to it. Nope, you, that you just came to me in the moment. You wouldn't polygont? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. I I mean, I'd let him undress me like that in on the wedding night. Uh, just gingerly with his fingertips. Uh, yeah. Very creepily. <sighs> Alright, uh, I'm bringing this question back from last year because I really loved it. Best worst slash favorite death we've seen Ooh. this year i feel like we've seen some pretty good we've ones. we've seen some pretty good ones i'll go ahead and go first because we've already kind of talked about it flying coke machine <laughs> flying coke <laughs> machine is my favorite. favorite death we've had this year because not only did we did we get it in the series in the movie which i was very happy about i mean we kind of got it <laughs> uh so i'm glad it, it came back there but just as I read it, the image of this Coke machine just <laughs> running down a dude made me laugh so hard. And I love it so much. I'd have to go with Wilma and Nettie showdown. Good. Yeah. yeah. It was just so bonkers. It's so, it's so extreme and mm -hmm. kind of out of nowhere. I mean, you see it coming, but you don't see the savagery yeah. coming. It's a good choice. Okay, my my favorite death, I think, has to be the chickens. <laughs> uh, just a bunch of yeah. chickens blowing up in the middle of a, a yard. That was pretty amazing. Pretty good. <laughs> and, the, and what was also a great action scene just added to the greatness by exploding chickens. <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, next, we have uh, we have another casting request. Last year, we cast Eyes of the Dragon with professional wrestlers. Mm -hmm. This year, uh, Gerard Hazelwood asked us to cast the Tommyknockers with Mortal Kombat characters. Ooh. Oh. Everybody's Sindel. No, everybody's <laughs> Melina. No, everybody's Melina and Sindel. Uh, so and Reptile. You don't know how <laughs> casting works, do the you? The real <laughs> problem I have with this, because uh, last year, I had a... Pro uh, I had trouble because I don't know a lot of wrestlers. This year, I I know my Mortal Kombat, 
But I remember like three characters from Knockers. <laughs> it was not long ago with that we read that book and it's already completely gone. But I do have the perfect casting for our first character. Go for it. Yeah. Guard is so easy, you guys. He's Bo Raicho. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bo Raicho, whose uh, entire fighting style is being drunk as hell. <laughs> and vomiting acid, yeah, basically. Bo Raicho, no, no quest. Absolutely. I got, I got one. Okay. Bobby is Christopher Lambert's Raiden from, the, from the movie. <laughs> okay. Not, that is not Raiden, specific. But... His <laughs> explain yourself. Well, you know, I'm just thinking about kind of her her oddness that she develops, and I'm kind of combining movie and book here. And we we see very little of her until she is sort of becoming. So something about that reminds me of Raiden. Okay, right. I don't know. That's just that popped into my head. Uh, all right. Um, I would like to cast the Tommy Knockers. Like oh. when you're becoming, everyone going to say turns into reptile. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought you were going to say Baraka. Yeah, because there's like an army. Yeah, there's of... an army of. I, and Baraka, I thought about that, but I like reptiles more. See, I was going to go with the Tommy Knockers themselves too, but I was going to say Kintaro. Oh, because he's yeah. like the least human. Mm. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, I also have I have another casting. They kind of pair together, if I might. Sure. John Leandro, who is uh, mm-hmm. he the the reporter okay. who tries to get yeah. in town, is played by Johnny Cage. Yeah, because uh, the, they're both named John, of course. Yeah. The Coke Machine is played by Sub Zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I'm gonna have Hilly and David, siblings, played by siblings. Melina and Katona. Nice. Well, siblings, clone, yeah, whatever. This is kind of stunt casting, or may, maybe not stunt casting, but this is like casting a body double, maybe, because it's specifically at the end of the book, Ev Hillman would be played by Meat, <laughs> who's just a guy with all his skin gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the dog is Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one I have is uh, Ruth McCausland is played by Sonya Blade. Mm. And Monster is played by Jax. Because they should have ended up together. <laughs> They're partners. Johnny Cage, get out of there. And Monster had big metal arms. <laughs> yeah, canonically. Sissy would be Sindel. Yeah. yeah. Our last question for Christmas is it's it's Christmas in the club. It's It's, it's a story. That's what we're celebrating at christmas time uh this year we've been fortunate enough to interview not one but two dollar baby recipients so i'd like for our last game tonight ruin a dollar baby oh so i want you to pick a story any stephen king story oh to do an adaptation of but (laughs) what would you do that made it bad we uh-huh. saw literally every example this year when we watched all the movies we watched this year. <laughs> they all did something terrible to the property. So what would you do and how would you make it bad? Oh, this is this is fun and it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if I may, I'll, I'll go first. I would do a remake of The Body. I would, instead of calling it Stand By Me, I'd make it The Body. And the cast 
would be the cast of the female Ghostbusters. Are you saying that it would be bad because a bunch of preteen boys would be played by adult women? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's more acceptable. Than yeah. Yeah. Because I thought you were doing a weird misogynistic no. thing from no. like five years ago. No. Oh, it's just okay. That is pretty funny. Then. But they're, they're all them as grown adults playing that age. Like they are all fully committed. That would be great, man. I'd watch <laughs> no, it. No, it'd be terrible. I'd watch it. Okay. But oh, but I would watch it because I'd, I'd watch anything Kate McKinnon's in for my whole life forever. <laughs> See, the thing is, I know how to ruin, and by ruin, I mean make 1000% better. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, at least. Any of them but I'm trying to think of which story would be best. And the first one that pops to mind for some reason is, what is it called? It's a short story. It's called I Am the Gateway, I believe. Is it the one with the eyeballs? Yes. Yeah. It's a short story out of Graveyard Shift, maybe. Yeah. About this guy who goes into space. They go into space, I think. I don't remember how he gets... I'm pretty sure yes. they are astronauts and they orbit Venus mm. and then they come back to Earth and he has these eyeballs growing out of his hands that he can see through. But he knows that something else sees through. It's really it would be really hard to adapt anyway, because it's basically just a guy telling the story. But I want to see it directed by Tim and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Literally, I would wow. pay any amount of money to see any Stephen King Good. story adapted <laughs> by Tim and Eric. That's, it, that's nightmarish. It, exactly. Yeah. It would be <laughs> so... I, I love anything that is that level of surreal. And uh, taking something that's already very surreal from King and putting it in their hands would be chef kiss. <laughs> Sam? I would do Rose Matter and to just ensure that I shit all over it as hard as possible. First off, no practical effects, all CGI. And there has to be something wrong with production and the studio interfering a lot. So it's not just one company that does the CGI. It's like two or three because maybe a really good company starts it. And then we have to like quickly wrap things up with a cheaper company that and doesn't know what they're doing. Here's another thing. PG-13. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, oh. it's a PG-13 horror movie, like big studio, shitty PG-13 horror movie. And the soundtrack is not this moody, spooky, maybe synthy score. It's oh. just all whatever is current pop rock. Oh. <laughs> CM wins. CM wins <laughs> on a terrible, terrible movie adaptation. And that is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Graham, I'm CM Alexander, wishing you a Merry Dairy Christmas. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to our Merry Dairy 2020 Christmas special. We hope you enjoyed it. No requests for follows or likes or emails. Just take care of yourselves and each other and have a wonderful holiday. See you next year. Goodbye, listeners.